I'm Daniel Fuller from the Abundant Life Training Center, and welcome to our daily communion meditation, where today we're talking about planning. And I view planning as it can be a great expression of faith. So I want to talk about just real quick, just kind of my own journey with God and just some experiences with planning. And so prior to my walk with God, I was more of a planner. I was into the vision and the goals and breaking it down, setting the plan doing all those types of things. And I've got a book called The Miracle Year, where we talk about setting a miracle year plan, a one-year plan in place. But I felt like over the last probably maybe year to 18 months, God's been teaching me how just through our daily communion meditations and through some other things, just how we talk about doing what we know to do today. I felt like he was training me on how to trust and rely on him, how to walk by faith for today, even though I didn't know exactly what the plan was sometimes. I was following after his plan and trusting that he had the plan and relying on him to show me what to do today. But that kind of meant that I had put off some of my longer term vision and plans and those types of things. I'm just doing what I know to do today. And something I feel like God's been showing me recently is that I've been really been seeking him and our program, The Abundant Life Blueprint. Where are we going? What are we building here? What's the most important thing? And I felt like he was taking me back and just saying, you know what, the most important thing is that we're building a community of people who are doing this together. We're building a community of people who are doing this together. And coming out of that, I feel like he's showing me that we need to start doing some planning. So, for example, one of the things we're looking at is doing monthly challenges where we pick a topic that we're working on for that month and we do it all together. And then week by week, we start walking those things out. But that's going to require we have some planning and some systemization in place to be able to coordinate and have us all moving in the same direction together. It's going to require some planning to do. So we're going to be asking for God's help today. Because I do believe there's there's a different way of doing this. I think he's trying to unlock in us here. Of, you know, I had done planning maybe the world's way before. I feel like he's got something a little different for us. I can't quite put my finger on it yet, but we're going to ask him for help with us today. Helping him to, to create, create and plan with him for the long-term vision and the plans, not just mastering today and having a plan for today, but mastering the longer-term vision as well. But why are we even taking comedian every day? About 10 years ago, I had pretty much no spiritual life whatsoever. I was doing life on my own without God. Just doing things my own way. And I was doing planning that, at that time. But unfortunately, life wasn't going the way that I wanted it to go. I was doing life without God. Something was missing. And I was running my personal training business at the time. The business started out great, but I got into some tough times. Got some months where I'm losing thousands of dollars in a month. I got the weight and stress and pressure of the business on me. And I remember getting to this place of going for a walk with my wife and telling her over and over, there's got to be a better way. There's got to be a better way to live. It wasn't for a lack of seeking or searching or planning at that time, because I've been traveling all over the country, studying with the best health and fitness experts in the world, been reading books, taking courses, going to seminars, and not just health and fitness, but other areas like purpose and business and leadership, relationships, finance. But I wasn't finding what I was looking for. And then one day I came across this challenge to start reading one chapter from the book of Proverbs every day. Proverbs has 31 chapters. So on day one of the month, you start with Proverbs chapter one. Day two of the month, you start with Proverbs, or you read Proverbs chapter two, if I can get my words out here. And then you keep going like that until the end of the month, and you start back over again. Well, I've been doing this for a little while. 
And then one day, Proverbs 13, 22, just seemed to jump off the page at me. It says, a good man leaves an inheritance for his children's children. And that verse got me thinking, what's the most valuable thing we could pass on to future generations? After some time of thinking about it, I came to the conclusion that Proverbs tells us wisdom and understanding and knowledge. Those are the principal things. So I made a commitment. I want to pass on manuals and lessons and teaching for all the different areas of life. But when I got started, I had no clue where to start. So I began to seek after God, began to totally immerse myself in the things of God. My relationship with him began to grow. He began to show up, began to teach me, began to train me, taught me this whole new way of living. We make him the source. We just do life connected together with him, learning how to rest and to trust in him. I just began to document what he was taking me through. Now, it wasn't always easy all the time because that meant I had to unlearn some old ways. I had to learn how to operate my life in a new way. And at times I found myself in some impossible looking situations. Only to see God just come through over and over again, build my faith and my trust in him that much more. And I just began to document what he was taking me through and the things that I was learning. And it turned into this series of books and courses, now partners that we have, called The Abundant Life Blueprint. And I do believe out of everything we do in The Abundant Life Blueprint, the most important thing is daily communion. Daily communion is what I call the number one table turner for all of life has the ability to create a turning point, to turn things around and change the trajectory of our lives going forward. Jesus says, as often as you do this, remember me. Something so powerful about simply remembering and not forgetting, especially when we're going through problems and issues and struggles in our life. It helps us to abide in him so that our lives produce much fruit. The Apostle Paul says, every time we take communion, we're proclaiming the death of Jesus. Which in the case of a will or an inheritance, nothing happens until you prove the death. So in a way, communion is like an activation of all the benefits that are found in this new covenant. But it's also important we take it the right way. Every time we take communion, to take it with the fear of the Lord. With deep awe and honor and reverence for the sacrifice of Jesus and all that he went through. And also remembering what his sacrifice means for us. How he connects us back to God. Gives us his new covenant with God. So the process we typically use, we start with about a two-minute long prayer that's mostly scripture. Coming from Ephesians chapter 1 and the prayer of Jabez found in 1 Chronicles chapter 4. And then after our, our uh, a prayer, we take some time to examine ourselves. Because the Apostle Paul says some people are weak and sick and they die early because they don't examine themselves before taking communion. And if communion has the power to do that in the negative, I believe it has the power to make us healthy and strong and give us long life if we take it the right way. And then after our time of communion, we're talking about some practical physical workout tips. Because I truly believe physical exercise is meant to teach us how to exercise our faith. So let's get started with our prayer. Heavenly Father, I pray for all those who are watching or listening their families, all those connected to them and our church and governmental leaders. Thank you for releasing us from darkness and transferring us into the light, into the kingdom of your dear son. I thank you for your purpose and grace given to us in Christ Jesus before time ever began. I thank you that Jesus was smitten for us so that you can fight for us. And I keep asking that you, the father of glory, would give us the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that we would know you better that the eyes of our hearts would be enlightened to know the hope to which you've called us and the riches of your glorious inheritance that is in us. 
and the immeasurable greatness of your power to us who believe, the same power that you exercised in Christ when you raised him from the dead and seated him at your right hand in heavenly places, far above all rule and authority and power and dominion and every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in the one to come. And you put all things under his feet and made him to be the head of the body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. And Father, I ask you to bless us and make your face shine upon us. Let us find grace and favor in your eyes. Expand our borders and our territory. Expand our capacity to receive your purpose and grace, your love and your goodness, and to let it flow through us so that we do good and are a blessing to people all over the world. Send us opportunities to do good and be a blessing today and help us be sensitive to those opportunities. Keep your hand on us and help us do today what's right and best in your eyes and do it with peace and joy and confidence in you. And we ask you to stretch out your hand to heal and do signs and wonders and keep us from evil and pain. Through the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. All right, we're going to go through the other half of prayer. This is our time to examine ourselves. Are we making today a masterpiece? How are we going to do that? We're going to get connected to the master. We're going to bring our relationship with God down into today to impact every area of our lives today. And masters of anything are simply masters of the fundamentals. And that's what we talk about, executing these four fundamentals and bringing some presence and some fun into them today. But before we go through our fundamentals, let's remember God's got a process. When he took the people from Egypt to the promised land, they didn't just go straight there. It didn't happen in one day. There were steps and stages and a process that they went through. And in a similar way, for us to step into the promises and the inheritance that God has for us in Christ, I think there's steps and stages. There's a process that we go through. And very simply, I think it starts with us believing God's got something better for our life, better than we can ever ask or think or dream or imagine. And then it's being willing forward to move forward with that plan, being willing to move forward with that plan, to make him Lord, just follow after him. And then we're going to learn to put off our old ways and to embrace this new way of living. When we learn to rest and trust in him, we learn to do life together with him. And allowing his beautiful plan to unfold in his perfect timing. So our first fundamental. Let's get positioned in the light today. Every day we've got to keep repositioning ourselves back into the light. And this is the on-off switch. Either we're in the light or we're in the darkness. There's no in-between. And I think it starts with humility. Because it's the humble who are given grace. It's the humble who are exalted and promoted. And we're going to take our position in forgiveness today. Receiving forgiveness from God, forgiving ourselves in the middle, walking in forgiveness with other people. And we're going to take our position in love today, kind and patient and gentle, always assuming the best, keeping no record of wrongs, delighting in the truth, always hoping, always trusting, always persevering, because love never fails. And we're going to take our position in gratitude and praise today. One of the greatest expressions of faith, and it's one of the easiest ways to maintain our positioning all day long. And being in position is a big deal because it puts us in position to be able to receive everything that God has for us. Imagine a quarterback and a receiver. The quarterback throws the pass, but the receiver runs in the wrong direction. He's out of position to receive. When we step into the light, we're stepping into Christ. And God has taken everything that he has and he put it all in him. 
And we get this amazing opportunity that this day today, we have access to his spirit and power and presence, his love and peace and joy, his mind and wisdom, purpose and grace, health and energy. There's time and finances and resources. It's all available to be received. But then we got to learn how to get it flowing through us out into the world where we see the fruit or the result of it in our life. So our first step is to get in position. Our second fundamental, I believe, is to magnify the light. We're going to turn up the brightness of this light within us. And it's going to expand the capacity where God can flow more of all these good things through us. It's also going to get this new covenant rooted and established in our hearts. We become more fixed and immovable and consistent in this. And to magnify the light, we've talked about this example of two baskets on a balancing scale. On one side, we have a basket full of all the issues and problems and testings that we face. On the other side, we have a basket full of our praises to God, praising him for who he is, praising him for all that he's done. And to magnify the light, which basket are we going to fill up? With our focus, our attention, our thoughts, our words, our meditation, which basket are we going to fill up? So to magnify the light, we can fill up that basket of praise by magnifying God's word and his promises, his unfailing love and faithfulness, all that he's done for us in Christ, and just looking back at all that he's already done in our own lives. Because what he started, he's going to finish. He's going to see it through to completion. Now, this is not denying that there's issues or problems. Simply choosing to put our focus on that other basket. Because we trust that he can solve those problems a whole lot better than we can. But he does give us a choice. We could choose not to do any of this. We could stay stuck in pride and rebellion, bitterness, unforgiveness, filling up that other basket with venting and complaining and pouting, trying to figure it all out in our minds. And that's where we need to learn to recognize the symptoms. Because when we're out of position or magnifying the wrong things, it's going to produce some symptoms in our life. We might have the tendency to retaliate at people or withhold good things that we know to do from people. We might avoid people or give them the silent treatment, isolate or isolate ourselves, or we might think that God is doing those things to us, but it's not true. On the inside, you have this heaviness and weight and pressure like it's all sitting on you. You might have feelings of hopelessness or helplessness like you're trapped or you're stuck, and all that weight and pressure just drains all the energy right out of you. Emotionally, there's the fear and stress and worry. We're dreading things in the future. Envisioning all these worst-case scenarios might be reliving bad things from the past. And unfortunately, this can become a habit. We can get stuck in these vicious cycles that seem to keep repeating over and over again. But when we take our position in the light, there's rest in our soul. There's fullness and completeness in him. We have fellowship with God, fellowship with people. And when we rest, God goes to work. And now everything is free and easy and effortless and energizing as all those good things that he put in Christ just begin to flow within us. And now all of a sudden we've got hope in any and every situation because we've got God with us. And if all this weren't enough, God gives us this amazing gift of grace. That if we ever get off track, it just takes a moment to turn it right back around, get back in the light again. How do we do it? I think it starts with getting more present, getting more aware of our positioning. And they're making quick adjustments. And I think we humble ourselves. Father, forgive me. I've missed it. I'm off track right now. We receive that forgiveness from him. We forgive ourselves. If we need to reconcile with somebody else or say we're sorry, we take those steps. 
Then we start praising and magnifying him, start filling up that basket of praise. And I like to pray this very simple prayer. Father, thank you that what you put within me is more than enough to handle whatever's coming at me today in a beautiful, graceful way. Help me to tap into it and see it flowing at a greater level in my life today. You go through that simple process, that weight just lifts off you. Everything begins to flow again. It's a beautiful thing. And then our third fundamental, we've got to stay tuned in today. Every day, God's trying to teach us and train us and navigate us. But we've got to stay tuned into him. And my favorite way to do this is with a journal before bed. And at the very top, I like to start with what I call some filters to help me stay in rhythm with God. To stay tuned into him is to stay in rhythm with him. In the Old Testament, the temple had a rhythm. There were things that were supposed to be done every day, every week, every month, and every year. Well, our bodies are God's temple now. And getting into a rhythm with him is one of the biggest keys to staying tuned in, I think. And so I like to start at the very top. What's the big picture vision? We're talking about planning here today. What's the big picture vision? So for me, that's abundant life training centers all over the world, making the body of Christ healthy and beautiful. And then underneath that, I start with, What's the goal or vision for this year? And I go back to the word that I felt like God gave me for this year of 2022, the year of the beautiful land. And so I write those at the top of my journal every night. Then I break it down to monthly. I have a monthly filter that we put in there, which usually comes from our monthly message, which this month it's confidence through praise, confidence through praise, through praising God consistently, our faith and our confidence in him begin to grow. And then underneath that, we bring it down to the weekly level. Where are we at this time of the year on God's yearly cycle? This week, for example, it's embracing challenges. When challenges come our way, let's embrace them. Let's run towards them rather than running from them. And then I like to start my journal with gratitude and praise underneath that to get in position. And then to magnify. What went well today? What are all the ways I saw God showing up today? And then I like to ask this question, God, what are you trying to show me today? And get still and listen and reflect back over the day. And whatever comes into my mind, just begin to write those things down. And then we've got to stay tuned in to him throughout the day. If you ever feel like you're losing that connection with him, that rhythm with him, just take a couple minutes, get slowed down, get aware of his presence with you. Think of it like plugging in a phone. You're going to get charged up again. And the final thing I like to do in my journal, we've got to bring it all down into today. What do I know to do today? The final final thing I like to do in my journal is to plan the upcoming day with God. And I've learned to stick with, what do I know to do today? And that becomes the plan for the day. Because I learned sometimes I was getting out ahead of him. Toiling away in my mind, trying to figure things out, trying to force things to happen. On the other side, sometimes I was procrastinating on things that I knew to do. So I've learned to stick with, what do I know to do today? And that becomes the plan for the day. And then we wake up like a kid on Christmas morning, excited for the day. Because this is the day that the Lord has made. And we remember this very important principle. That the first thing out of our mouth every morning sets the tone for the whole day. As I began to learn about this, I began to seek God. What's the best thing for us to say first thing in the morning? I felt like he was taking me back to Genesis chapter 1. The very first words we see God speak. Let there be light. So that's how I start my day now, the very first words out of my mouth, let there be light. And it's amazing how just such a simple little thing brings a different energy into the day. 
Then we get connected with God. We start praising and magnifying him. We start walking out that plan in full confidence in him. He's right there with us every step of the way. And when we get to that place of confident faith, his grace begins to surge through us. He begins to go to work. He begins to beautify our lives. And beauty is attractive and magnetic and begins to pull more and more of everything God has for us into our life. Let's talk about planning today. Like I said, I felt like over the last year to two years, God's been training me how to rely and trust on him for today, but trusting that he's got the plan. And so I kind of put off planning on the bigger picture for a little while. And I was just flowing day to day, trusting that he had the plan for today. But now I feel like he's showing me now the same way that you trusted me for a daily communion message, the same way you trusted me for the plan for today. Let's take that same faith and let's apply it to the longer term. Let's apply it over the next year. Let's set the vision and the plan for this abundant life blueprint over the next year. Let's start planning for it so we can systematize it. As we get it planned and structured and systematized, it also helps other people better contribute their gifts to it as well. It's the difference between just going with the flow and having some intention and purpose about what we're doing. And personally, I feel like I kind of had to go through some of that because I learned how to do life a different way by learning to rely on him daily. So maybe it's a phase that we go through. But Heavenly Father, we're asking for your help. I know planning can be an expression of faith. We're asking for your help to learn how to plan with you the way you intended. Division and plan and create that structure in our lives the way you intended. Have intention and purpose. And specifically, I'm asking you for the plan for this next year for us in the Abundant Life Blueprint. To get that plan in place the way you intended it to be. And we thank you that on the night Jesus was betrayed, he took the bread and said, this is my body broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Let's take a moment to remember God sent us his one and only son to die for our sins. Jesus is willing to come and humble himself on the cross and God pours the cup of his wrath onto his body. He was crushed by God. He was destroyed by God. Talk about the lowest of lows. He was separated from God and destroyed by God. But then he's raised back to life. He's resurrected from the dead. Not only that, he raises him up and then he raises him up into the heavens, sits him at his right hand in heavenly places. And if all that weren't enough, God raises us up. He resurrects us. Makes us new creations and he sits us with Jesus in heavenly places. Makes us one with him. That same victorious power that was in him now lives on the inside of us. All through his one sacrifice, he connects us back to God, makes us right and holy and perfect in his sight. I'm just thinking of of God, the long-term planner. So Jesus is the lamb that was slain before the foundations of the world. He already had the plan in place before the foundations of the world. So God, we're asking for your help. You are the master architect and designer and planner. We're asking for your help to be more like you in that, to do it your way. We thank you for this bread and ask you to bless it in Jesus' name. If you have your bread, you can take your bread.
Then after supper, Jesus took the cup. He said, this is the cup of the new covenant. In my blood, pour it out for the forgiveness of sins for many. It's a forgiveness of sins that releases us from darkness and transfers us into the light. Into the kingdom of Jesus. He's our king. He's our Lord. He's a great king. His blood washes us and cleanses us. Makes atonement for us. Gives us this new covenant, this blood sworn oath that God is with us and for us. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this cup. And ask you to bless it in Jesus' name. If you have your cup, you can take your juice. All right. Let's talk about workouts. So we've got the daily communion workout. And I think that's the place to start. For most people, if you're just getting started with workouts, start with those daily communion workouts that come with our emails that go out every day. But something I've been doing for a little while now, I've been working on progressions putting in, t- in place a longer-term progressions over time. I've been tracking how I've been doing it. I've, how, where the workout starts to master the fundamentals. I think you got to master today first. But then each workout needs to be systematic. It's part of a bigger picture and plan and purpose. We talked about in our, with our partners, it's time to train. Training, you go in with a vision and a plan and a system in place. Not just showing up for the day, doing whatever. So I think it's time we get a little more systematic in those things. But I hope this has been helpful for you today. If you'd like to learn more about partnering with us in the Abundant Life Blueprint, you can go to the Abundant Life Training Center.com.